Hello and welcome to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard. Thank you so much for joining us for another segment. In this segment, we'll be speaking with Scott Schliebner. He's Senior Vice President and Head of the Center for Rare Diseases at PRA Health Sciences, joining us to talk about the company's launch of its patient-centric trial development toolkit. Welcome to Health Professional Radio. Scott Schliebner, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Neil. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, give us a, a bit of your professional background and um, talk about your role there as head of the Center for Rare Diseases at PRA. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, yeah, I've been in the, the clinical drug development, kind of clinical research um, industry for, gosh, I think it's north of 25 years now at this point. Um, and um, in that time, uh, you know, I've been a clinical researcher. And so for a lot of, um, I'm sure for healthcare professionals, they have some awareness of clinical drug development, but the the public, by and large, doesn't understand often what happens um, in the testing of new medicines and what goes into this kind of hidden drug development um, industry, if you will. Um, the COVID pandemic has, of course, shined a light on some of that, and even um, lay people and my grandmother, for example, has an idea of what I actually do for work now. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting. But um, um, the clinical development space has been um, really interesting with a, with a lot of recent developments, and look forward to sharing a little bit about that. Um, specifically, you know, my role now, um, I, uh, I'm the senior vice president and uh, head of our Center for Rare Diseases at PRA Health Sciences. And PRA is a global um, healthcare intelligence organization. We, we support and design and help conduct clinical studies. Um, we bring some scientific and medical expertise um, to our clients. And we have you know, global offices and staff around the world, literally in more than 80 countries, to be able to help facilitate um, patients enrolling in clinical trials and help um, accelerate the, the development of new medicines and treatments. Um, the rare disease space, for some of you, as you may know, is, is, is filled with some extra complications and, and some added complexities really above and beyond just sort of your typical type of disease state or your, your average clinical trial. So. We developed the Center for Rare Diseases about nine or ten years ago to be able to bring a new, fresh, different approach. The idea that kind of necessity is the mother of invention. Our, our, our Center for Rare Diseases really serves as an innovation hub where we, uh, where we employ some new strategies and some new tactics to um, be able to engage with patients and enroll them in clinical trials. And so I'd love to share a little bit more about the toolkit that we've developed. I think it's a kind of a first-of-its-kind um, tool, and we're really excited about it. Well, let's talk about what this launch of the uh, Patient-Centric Trial Development Toolkit means for uh, PRA and your partners. Talk about this. What, is exactly, what exactly is this toolkit, and how is it used? Yeah, so the toolkit is comprised of four different pieces, um, but a little bit of background. So as, as I mentioned, I've been in clinical development for 25 or so years, <clears throat> the way the way we design and conduct clinical trials has essentially not really evolved at all in, in several decades. We're, we're doing things now really very similar to the way that we did them in the 1970s. Um, why is that a problem? Well, it's a problem because we're now conducting more and more studies every year that require patients to enroll in these studies. Um, the numbers are getting kind of staggering, and almost every clinical trial is behind schedule. This is really occurring when you kind of get into the details because we want to measure so many things and collect so many different data points on patients in a clinical trial that these studies we're um, putting forward are becoming overly complex, um, extremely burdensome for patients and families, 
um, with tremendous time commitments, travel, even some financial costs. Um, taken together, um, the clinical studies we put out there don't really kind of think about the end stakeholder or the end user, patients themselves. Um, so this has resulted in, you know, studies going forward that are not um, attractive to patients. So they're behind schedule. And we've kind of gone forward with this model where um, what we're trying to accomplish in clinical trials isn't working for the people that we most need to enroll in them. So what we've done is we really focused our efforts for the last few years on how can we reduce the burden of participating in studies. So we speak with patients, we partner with patients, patient advocates, and we also um, involve our industry uh, partners in biotech and pharma to share their perspectives as well. And so we've, we've developed a toolkit to help both our biotech and pharma um, clinical trial sponsors help them develop studies that are less uh, burdensome for patients. We've developed some tools within this toolkit to help them assess and pressure test you know, how challenging is this study going to be for patients before we actually put it out into the world. And then on the flip side of, of this toolkit, we've, we've, we've built some tools in there to support patients themselves so that patients know um, what are some things I might be able to ask of um, this next this uh, biopharmaceutical company in terms of accommodations they could make or support they might be able to provide or things they might be able to do with a clinical trial to make it more realistic for us to participate. So we've tried to sort of support both our, our industry partners and our patients with a tool to sort of help them meet in the middle and at the end of the day create studies that are still, you know, scientifically valid and, and great generators of evidence but also kind of work for our end users and that are realistic for patients. How divided are the two aspects of this toolkit for the trial developers and the patients? Both the outcomes, uh, expectations are different. Does this toolkit combine everything or does it split things down the middle and you have to basically tell it which of the two that you are? Sure. Great. Yeah. So there's, there's, there's four pieces to the toolkit. And so, you know, there's essentially a tool that helps these sponsors develop their studies and, um, again, kind of maybe quantify how challenging or burdensome will this be for a patient. That's, that's one of our, one of the four tools in the toolkit. There's also, um, another tool for sponsors to sort of be able to do a, like a very quick, rapid, um, survey of patients. Um, to understand maybe what their specific burdens are and what's really challenging in, say, one particular disease state. That's kind of, that's sort of tool uh, number two. Um, within there also is these tools for patients as well, like I said, maybe a guide or supporting patients who may not know a lot about clinical trials or may not know a lot about the industry. They, they don't, maybe aren't educated about what's even an option for them. So this third tool is really for patients um, a guide to sort of, you know, what to ask when you're considering the trial, for example. And then number four, if, if all of these reasons around making studies uh, less burdensome didn't make enough sense for, for your colleagues or for others in your organization, we've also provided a tool number four is really a, um, a value dossier that, that shows um, the financial impact and the, the ROI on developing studies that are more patient-friendly. So, it's really meant to support, again, kind of both both ends of the spectrum. Now, although it supports both ends of the spectrum, who is the toolkit available to? Yeah, so we've developed this. So we're, we're, very, we're very passionate about wanting patients to be able to participate, whether these are studies that PRA is involved with or designing 
or, or not. Um, we find that you know uh, clinical research is starting to, to mirror healthcare in, in more aspects, in, as opposed to being um, a separate uh, sort of contained, um, administratively burdensome uh, research activity. We want our clinical trials to mirror healthcare. We want clinical research to become a care option, and in doing so, um, these tools um, allow allow us to develop trials that fit right in with the lives of a patient and fit right in with maybe their their typical care. Um, so in doing so, we allow ourselves to um, to really help patients meet sponsors and sponsors meet patients in the middle. Um, and um, in doing so, we want that to be available to everybody. So we've developed this in partnership with some patients and advocates, um, and we put it out there essentially as a free open source tool for anyone to use, and we can provide some details on our website about how to reach this, but we want this to be used for the benefit of patients at the end of the day and to be able to help uh, clinical trials move along and get these new treatments to patients faster. You did mention a website where we can learn more. Give us that website, if you would, please. Sure, that website. So the, the PRA Health Sciences website is www.prahs.com. Now, is there anything else that you'd like to add briefly about uh, your your company and your trial development toolkit? Well, I appreciate you asking. We're excited about the release of this. This is really a first-of-a-kind tool that, that really doesn't exist today. Um, it's also something that we felt we needed to really sit down and speak with patients and, help, and let patients really drive this tool and tell us what they needed and, and where they were not as informed as they wanted to be. Um, so we're really excited about this being something that can represent patients everywhere, that everyone can go ahead and, and access this simple, easy-to-use tool. Really, the goal, of course, is to make studies easier to participate in, help move these clinical trials along a little faster, um, and help new treatments get to patients, really, who need them uh, in a more efficient manner. As I've said, our, our clinical research space hasn't evolved much in several decades. This is one uh, step we're trying to take to to really reduce the burden of clinical trial participation and make sure we're always thinking about patients first and foremost. So um, we're excited about it and I appreciate the opportunity to, to share some details with you today. Well, Scott, I appreciate you taking the time and joining us this morning. Hopefully we'll speak again. Thanks, Neil. Much appreciated. You've been listening to Health Professional Radio. I'm your host, Neil Howard, in conversation with Mr. Scott Schliebner. Audio copies of this program are available at hpr.fm and healthprofessionalradio.com.au. You can also subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. Listen in, download at SoundCloud, and be sure and subscribe to our YouTube channel at youtube.com, Health Professional Radio.